Welcome back to Recovering From Everything, a podcast for everyone who's ever had anything happen to them, ever. Guys, what the fuck is going on? I was so excited, so excited for the end of the astrological year, right? When Pisces is over and Aries starts a brand new year, a brand new beginning, you know, and I was like, cool, you know, I am ready. I am ready to start on my new path. Like, let's do this. What I fucking forgot is that before I start on a new path, I have to let go of whatever's left over that I've told you guys about my death grip on things. Uh, It's still very much there. And uh, I have a death grip on some stuff. And the more I resist letting go, the harder my time is here on this fair earth. So I've been going through it. Shocking. I don't know what the fuck has been going on, especially this week. But there's, there's been some residual sadness and uh i've been i've been sad and i've been like crying and i swear i swear watching love is blind the other day did not help and then afterwards i watched a great movie a great movie recommended to me by my co-mother and friend emily crazy stupid love she loves this movie i'm like you know what I'm in it. I'm going to do this. I'm going to watch this movie. So I watched three hours of Love is Blind and then I went right into Crazy Stupid Love while I am trying to heal from heartache. I did a cold plunge last night. This was yesterday, you guys, these terrible decisions. I should also asterisk this that I had two very important client calls and one of them lasted for like two hours yesterday. So I'm not just like sitting around watching fucking rom-coms. You know, I am out there living a rich, full life, but I managed to somehow squeeze all that in yesterday. And then I went to do this cold plunge last night, which I am really fucking into. And I was just, I was crying like on the car ride there for some dumbass reason I had put on mascara. So I showed up looking like, you know, a drowned cat. And I, I'm i like, I need to plunge. Like I just, I need to like shock my system. I need to snap out of this. Thank goodness for those girls. Thank goodness for the owners, the facilitators that are like, okay, here's a quick hug. Let's do some deep breathing. You know what? One of them was like, what is your intention here? And I was like, I need to regulate myself right now. And I, and I plunged and I plunged and I went under and I did five minutes and like I, I went hard. And by the end of it, one of the girls there was like, you look so different right now. Just like you just seem more grounded. And that's something I say to my clients a lot, like their, their face at the beginning of a session with me and at the end, when you've just like come back into your body and into who the fuck you is, you know? And I and I felt completely different. So guys, that Kinga, she's just like you. Um I I have emotional roller coasters also. And I've really been hanging on for dear life on this one. Like I am I am refusing to get off this one. Uh so you know, 
hopefully I decide to loosen my clutches a little bit here because I am I am really struggling. So that's what this episode is going to be about, that uh, while I am very much single, I am very much unavailable. All right, I don't know if this is going to make sense to anybody, but shoot me a DM if it does. I'm not happily single because I don't feel happy about it by any fucking stretch of the imagination. I would not use that word happy to describe my current state of being. The words I would use to describe are necessary, I think. Yeah, that's the best word. It's necessary for me to be alone right now. I was thinking about this as I was thinking about this episode. I've like never been single. The longest that I have been without some sort of boy or man is probably a month. The the shortest time is zero time because I did have a bunch of people overlapping. So, sorry, not overlapping like five people, like, you know, my current relationship overlapping with my soon-to-be new relationship. So as I was getting out of a relationship, there would be someone already waiting for me. You know what I mean? Okay, so never been really truly single and never fucking wanted to be also. No interest in that. No interest. So what's fucking happening to me now is... I have no interest in being in another relationship, partially because I am very much holding on to the hope that my ex-boyfriend will, you know, get his shit together and come fight for me. I would love this for me, even though, big asterisk, even though I know the very little progress would be made in the two and a half months that we've been apart because as someone that does the work frequently in my own life, I know how fucking long it takes and how many layers there are to a person. But I would love some fight. I would love some fight. You know, I would love that for me. So part one is that I am definitely holding on to these weird little fantasies that I don't actually even want to come true because I know that the person I want to be doing this wouldn't be ready to do it yet anyway, right? He wouldn't be able to show up for me the way I need him to. There's no fucking way. But I'm still holding on to that fucking idea. Um, But number two, and the coolest thing for me right now, is that I have zero desire to be in a relationship. Like I do not want a partner. I am really enjoying flying solo right now for the first time ever you guys like let me paint you a little picture here I fell in love with the lead singer of Bush Gavin Rosdale when I was 13 okay obsessed obsessed a close second came my obsession with this very cute boy Maddie who I ended up dating later in life who dumped me which was so sad but he was so nice Uh, I think I came on a little strong, which is fine. It's fine. Maddie, I forgive you, sort of. 
so since I was 13, I've literally been obsessed with men and even men that I haven't been, mm, let me back that truck up. I've been obsessed with boys and I wouldn't even say obsessed with all of them, but there's always been someone that I have been working towards getting. And I know I never had any chance in hell with Gavin Rosdale, but I was 13 and I thought for sure it would happen one day. And it might it, it might still. You guys, I am aging like a fine wine, so you never know. Anyway, so from 13 to 39, I have always been working towards getting the affections of whoever I had my sights on. What I realized is that I have basically been morphing like a little fucking chameleon to sell myself to these people, to be a version of myself that they want me to be so that I can earn their love. How many years is that? 26. Okay. As a currently single person, I will tell you I have had a 100% failure rate, okay? It's it's not fucking working. And I know that if you are a woman listening to this, you know exactly what I'm fucking talking about, where it's way more important for you to like me than for me to like you. I don't even want to think for a minute about whether or not I like you because you liking me is way more important, okay? A good uh, a good two and a half decades of that. And I think I'm fucking tired. And rather than promoting myself and selling myself, I'm going to kind of sit back and see who I attract. Because while I was promoting and selling myself, a lot of the people I attracted ended up being reflections of how I saw myself, which apparently was not in a very healthy, nurturing, nourishing, self-care kind of way. Even in recovery, my guys, even in recovery, because you know, after I got divorced, the people I dated were also not healthy. So I'm I'm taking a beat now to look at what was it about me that was attracting those people. And as I morph and evolve now on this new version of myself, this new path that I'm on, what kind of person am I going to attract? Number one, better be smoking fucking hot because I'm going to need someone that is equally as attractive as I am. But number two, my like main focus right now is my body, my mind, my career, my family, my finances, those are all, I mean, that's one A, B, C, D, E, right? Like they're all super high priority. And the person that can add value to my life is going to also have to be doing all of those things. And 
I am not hopeful that 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 person exists right now. Um, if he is, I don't know him. Uh, and if you're out there and you happen to be listening to this, do not DM me yet because I'm not ready. Hence the title of this podcast, which is Single and Unavailable. But I am also really, really, really enjoying doing me. Like a lot. Like it's it's really nice not being stressed out because of another person. Like right now, I only get stressed out because of my memories of another person. I don't stress myself out typically unless I'm really in this like spiral of of nostalgia and and confusion and whatever but but that, that but that's me right that's that's my own shit and I can handle my own shit what I don't want to pencil into my schedule is is another person right now like I've 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 done it I've made space for other people for 26 years and I don't want to make space for another person right now. And this is brand new thinking. And I can't believe that it's me that's saying those words. I remember a few years ago when I broke up with that guy who just sucked. Um, the one that, you know, was secretly drinking and telling me he's sober and was screaming at me all the time and was harassing me and I had to call the cops, whatever. I was like, okay, I need a fucking break from dating. And I I took an intentional break. So, you know, no talking to dudes, no dating apps. Like I I was really just I I need to force myself to take a break. And it felt forced. Like it was nothing short of torture for me. And I remember I went like, I think I, I think I did like six weeks, like solo, like no dating apps, which looking back on that now, I'm like, oh my God, that's such a short amount of time. But at the time I was like, holy fuck, you know, week four, you know, week six. And then I, I, I ended up matching with this guy on Bumble, who was, he was so lovely. He was, he was not for me at all, but he was just a lovely, safe person uh, for me to hang out with a few times. And he was really nice. Again, not for me, but he was just so, so, so nice. So that was like a nice intro back into the dating world. And then, you know, I, I quickly realized he was not for me. I started sleeping with one of my friends and then I started dating my, you know, ex that lasted three years. So I haven't had a break. I haven't really had a time where I've just been thinking about me and my schedule and my time and my brain. And it's been really cool, actually. It's been really cool because I don't want to say I'm like filling my time, but I think I like forgot how interesting and interested in things like I am. A lot of things bring me joy. And so it's kind of nice not planning that stuff around someone else's schedule or or doing all that shit alone, wishing that my partner like was there, you know? And it's also been really, really, really fucking nice not feeling like I have to sell myself all the time. 
you know, like now when I put on cute outfits, like it's for me. It's not because I want someone to, to see me, you know, and then they don't see me. And I'm like, do you ever see me? You know, oh, I could cry for myself. Honestly, for some reason that just made me so emotional. So it's been a trip. You guys, it really has been. If you have a past like mine where you, you find it really, really difficult to be alone, I fucking feel you, man. I don't know what changed for me. I I think it might just be that I am fucking exhausted and I just, I don't, I don't want to sell myself anymore. Like I'm done. I'll just, I'll just direct all my Bumble matches to my Instagram and be like, here, if, if you think you can keep up or if you think you can add value to my life, cool. You don't like what you see? Please never talk to me again. No, I'm just joking. I match with very few people on on Hinge and Bumble and then I literally unmatch them about 20 seconds later because I just don't like anybody. It's It's been really, really great. Like my peace is so... I'm just protecting it so much right now. And also because I am still a little bit turbulent, like it's not all peaceful. As I was saying before, I am still a little bit turbulent and, um, and I don't, I don't want to take any hostages into that right now, to be honest. I just, I just kind of want to deal with my stuff and experience my life with the people that are already in it. Cause I, I mean, I did a whole podcast about how, lucky I am to have my friends and family. Like I just, they show me what love is and what family is and what friendship is and showing up for each other and, and all that stuff. And I'm like, my, my cup is pretty fucking full right now, but there is definitely still this lingering part of me. That's like, why wasn't I enough to fight for, you know? And as a recovering codependent, I know that my my brain is like been programmed that way, and it it does take work for me to sort of untangle that. But that that doesn't make the feeling any less prevalent, or you know maybe I untangle that a little bit faster than before, but it's still very much there. And I know that it's incorrect, and it other people's shit is not a reflection of my value or my worth in this world. It just is a reflection of how they are able or unable to show up for themselves. Yes, I can I can intellectualize the shit out of all of that. It does not change the feeling. And and honestly that was something I that sort of was brought to my attention in early recovery where my sponsor at the time was like, you can't intellectualize your recovery. Like you have to feel everything. And so I'm feeling, I have great words for everything and and great words as to, you know, why things are happening and, and all that stuff. But there's some days where it doesn't make it any less fucking painful. And I'm just happy that I do have some days that are entirely to myself and I can do whatever the fuck I want this morning. I had an old dresser that I had to get rid of. I smashed the shit out of it with an axe in my backyard and burnt it. Um, I am really sore uh, and I smell like 
campfire and it's gross, but I feel like that was like a nice way to direct my energy. And then I can also close my curtains and be like, I'm just, I'm just going to check out, you know, I took a nice bath. I listened to some podcasts. If anyone is following the Scandival saga from Vanderpump Rules, please DM me. I have a group chat already. I will add you to it. Yeah, so things are okay and I'm really fucking loving this version of me that is like appearing right now because I think it's someone that I've always needed to be. I just didn't, I wasn't tired enough yet and I didn't really have it in me to be like, I can still love myself and be loved without putting all of my eggs into the boyfriend basket. You know, I'm keeping my eggs. I'm holding them. I'm going to scramble them. I'm going to poach them, which I sort of know how to do. I'm going to make egg drop soup. They're my fucking eggs. I'm going to do whatever the fuck I want with them. And that's like nice. I think that's probably a good place to end it. Thank you so much for listening to another brain dump very personal diary episode of Recovering From Everything, a podcast for everyone who's ever been through anything ever. If you related to this episode or you want to send me an Instagram DM, I do love a little social media validation, but I do also really fucking love hearing from you guys. Also, if you listen to the podcast and you see me on the street or in a restaurant or at the dog park, Tell me that you listen to my podcast because that keeps happening to me and it is the most fun thing ever. It makes me feel like I'm famous and like that's cool for me. So I invite you to do that. Feel free anytime. It's it's so super fun. Okay, I love you guys. Have a good week. I'll I'll talk to you when I talk to you. <laughs>